Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I know where you're going with this one, Dan. There's there's two reasons, right? Either you're commemorating the Arab Eras movie for Drop-In, which I may or may not have already watched once with Kaylee, or the miracle you made the playoffs in Kevin's wildest dreams. It's insane. And also, uh, happy birthday, Taylor Swift. Yeah, well, obviously, of course. Yeah, just, was... just a little the commemorate there, but yeah, wildest dreams, I mean... What a what a what a way to uh, finalize my statement that says I will make the playoffs. And you want to hear some other wild dreams? Yeah. For and for our two viewers that you know like the podcast, you can now see it in video form of Dan and I chatting with each other. <laughs> so you get to see our like good mugs, you know, on your screen for forty-five minutes to seventy minutes, depending on how long we bullshit for. Yeah, I'm gonna make the same joke I made to you. I mean, for the most part, anytime I'm talking, it's gonna look like fucking Wilson Wilson from Home Improvement, as you can basically be able to see the the top portion of my face. And then when I'm not talking, I'll be able to lean back and do that, and you'll be able to see the the alcohol consumed during it. You look like one of those like British um, soccer um, like, <laughs> analysts, like they have like the mic right up to their face, and they're just like whispering, and they're like, and, and Messi has the ball, and Messi passes it, and Messi Messi go. <laughs> I and the other thing I was like. Tigers on the 15. <laughs> Jim Nance. Yeah, little Jim Nance. Oh, yeah. But yeah, let's let's go, baby. Let's go. Yeah, We're we, live. Yeah, we've been off for a few weeks. You know, stuff pops up. It's, you know, we don't get paid the big bucks to do this. So I sometimes day. have, yeah, maybe someday. So sometimes this gets put on the back burner. But we're back. We got several trades to recap. We finished up our regular season. Our playoffs are set. And we've obviously got a winner's bracket, but we have a couple teams competing for the battle for 25 as i like to call it two five <laughs> the second round uh 13th pick uh is at stake for the six teams that did not miss the playoffs uh but let's you know like i said we kind of missed a few weeks so let's recap a few trades that went down in the league earlier this year uh a couple weeks ago uh time. first one the roosts got together for a deal on uh, this one nick ruth sent john mechie and a 2025 second round draft pick to the Steffens. And in return, Nick received from Kevin, Devin Singletary, and his own, Nick's own 2024 third round draft pick. 
Uh, Dan, what are your thoughts on this trade when you look at it? I mean, it? so Mechie's really had a – he hasn't really had a year. I mean, he's played second fiddle to Tank Dell. He's played second fiddle to um, Nico Collins. Noah Brown really emerged, but – Sounds like he's played about, you know, six fiddle. Yeah, I, I has been. But with this coming down here now, there's – Nico Collins is battling injury. Tank Dell's done. Robert mm-hmm. Woods is still there. But this might be his chance to kind of show up. It sucks there's no C.J. Shroud, which really eats into part of that. Yeah. But, I mean, that's just what it's going to be. And then you look at, obviously, Devin Singletary, who's now – he took over and now has kind of watched his his share go to about 50-50 once, yeah. once uh, Damian Pierce came back. It's a it's a block trade. With yeah. it. I, I'm, not, I'm not really excited about any of it. The second rounder, I think, is the, the piece maybe to look at. But, I mean, Mechie, if he can become a thing and – he can overcome Noah Brown and be the third wide receiver in this group. I like it. Yeah, I, I think Mechie's nothing, unfortunately. I, I do too, unfortunately. But you're right. Tank Dell, Tank Dell, I mean, if he can step up this week with no Tank Dell, if Nico Collins is out. He's got a shot. We're going to yeah. know in the next week or two if he's anything, but I, I'm not optimistic. Um, and, you know, I think the basically what? you Swapping a third for a second, but you're doing um, years off. Um, Signaltary is fine. Like, I like it a little bit more for Kevin. Um, I, I don't think Singletary is anything amazing. He's just a depth piece. I think this is okay trade value wise, but I, I prefer a little bit more for Kevin getting, you know, it rebuilding, you know, doing things. You want to have just a whole bunch of picks. You want to have earlier picks because they have a likelier chance of hitting. And I think Kevin, you know, getting a second in 2025, I'm here for it. I, yep, I, I think it's a flyer to take. I like it. All right, let's move on. Uh, Adam and Armand got together on a deal uh, about two weeks ago. And in this one, Adam receives Curtis Samuel and a 2024 fourth-round draft pick that is Armand's. And in return, Armand received Josh Reynolds and Ty Chandler. Dan, what are your thoughts on this blockbuster? So for me, I just clarification, is this the week where Ty Chandler was going to start? Or would have an increased role because of some things with Acres or not Acres, I'm sorry, but Alexander Madison. Or yeah, was this I, the Chicago week. No, this was post. I think this would have been the Chicago week. Yeah, okay. it would have been like around the Chicago week, maybe a little bit before. Um, I, it, it's an interesting. I mean, Curtis Samuel has been kind of up and down in that offense. Sam Howell has really kind of, I think, turned a couple heads. And really been super productive with everything around him. Um, you know, Johan Dotson's been good. Scary Terry's been 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 good. Um, he's made Logan Thomas a thing. Um, Samuel plays the slot. He has moments where he's going to get peppered with targets. I mean, in against Dallas, he had nine nine receptions on twelve targets for hundred yards. I, I, Samuel's obviously the best piece in here. Josh yeah. Reynolds is is losing time with St. Brown. The surgeons of Sam Laporta, Jameis Wilson. James, Jameson Williams being able to take the top off the defense and that guy's so fucking fast. Reynolds is yep. going to be your your role player guy. He's going to see 50 to 70 percent of the snaps. He's going to get two to three catches, but he's not going to be flashy. You're lucky if he finds the end zone. He's got what five on the year. Yeah. But I think I think Adam getting Curtis Samuel is a uh, I, I like that better than the other two pieces. Yeah, I mean I think for me Reynolds the fourth round pick like they're. Meh. It's basically Samuel for Chandler here. 
Um, and, you know, Samuel is kind of reaching that age. He's going to be 28 this offseason. Um, he's kind of is what he is. Like, uh, he's a wide receiver, three or four on an NFL team. And he, you know, can have his weeks where he shines. If he's with maybe the right team or some injuries, he can do that. But this current Washington offense is like, they're really spreading the ball around. Like, you know, Terry, Jahan Dotson, like, they're not doing good. Sam Howell collectively is doing good because he's like spreading around everywhere, but like there's no real fantasy relevant wide receiver or pass catcher on this team. Um, So he's, I don't hate getting Samuel for um, Adam's team and Ty Chandler. I mean, he's nothing special, but we know that running backs with a pulse on backfields that are murky can have value. So I, it's honestly a toss up. I don't, hated for either team i don't love it for either team it's i see where they were going at so that's no i yeah i mean i i get why each play why each team made those moves yeah all right uh let's jump on and jared and myself got together on a deal and in this deal i received jalen warren and a 2024 second round draft pick that is jerry's and in return jerry received tony pollard dan what are your thoughts on this deal um, so I think this is an interesting deal. And we've watched as the weeks have kind of progressed, Jalen Warren take a little bit more in the step forward department than what Najee Harris has continued to do. Yeah. Um, but the, the interesting part to me here is both Steelers running backs are 25 and Pollard's 26. And Pollard's been in the league for four years. Yeah. Najee's been in for two and Jalen Warren's been in for one. So you do kind of take a little bit of a flyer on saying, hey, I believe Jalen Warren is truly going to be what Najee Harris can't continue to produce with what he did for the first couple of years. Yeah. And you get rid of RB10 at the current moment. And, you know, Pollard's look good in some situations and he's looked tough in some situations. And watching him be the spellback to Zeke while in Dallas really shows you the change of pace here. And now that Pollard's feature and we watch Rico Dottle like come in and spell him and see some of his explosive days. Yeah. It's it's interesting just to see how a lot of two back backfields can be really effective. Um, but Jalen Warren kind of being the second piece, because Najee's going to be there first and second. Warren's going to play third and random downs to make sure that they're not selling out on Najee. Yeah. Pollard, I think, has the ability to catch the ball as well as run the ball. So I get why you make the move, and I get why Jerry says, hey, like, give me the guy that I've seen for the last four, four years, the last year and a half, kind of significantly. Yeah. Um, and take the flyer. Yeah, for me, I mean, Pollard's going to be a free agent this summer, and he's going to be turning 27, um, I think, in April. Um, Pollard, you know, hasn't been great. I think, or he's been not his explosive self, like you said last year, uh, where he was kind of spelling Zeke. And I think, you know, that's definitely a thing. You know, it's easier for the backup running back to come in and see later defenses and kind of succeed in softer situations versus being the guy that has to take the grunt work, you know, run it up the middle and do stuff like that. Um, and Zeke has been still successful just because running back is a volume position. So he's producing, but I'm just a little bit worried him going into free agency and who knows what that holds. You know, he might not you know, I, I don't know what the future holds. And I think where my team is, I needed to kind of, I couldn't risk that. So I thought I needed to, you know, get like a middle second round draft pick. And I think Warren 
um, has pretty high floor. Um, and, you know, I don't know if he's ever going to pass Najee, but, um, you know, I think worst case, he's a flex with maybe upside depending on injuries or just kind of fluke weeks where the game situation kind of leads to him pass catching and doing kind of things that can help his fantasy output. All right. So, so yeah, so for me, I, I definitely didn't get the best running back in this deal. Pollard's clearly that. But I think long-term, I'm hoping this one is something that I like or works out for me. Nice. Yeah, I, I think you're right. All right, let's move on. This is probably the biggest blockbuster that we saw. Uh, this one happened right near the deadline. Uh, Armand received DJ Moore. And in return, Kevin received Tank Dell, Elijah Moore, and a 2024 second-round draft pick that is Nick Ruth's. Dan, what are your thoughts on this deal? Um, so I think this is interesting. Uh, it's it's you're banking on. I believe this was before Tank Dell got destroyed, correct? No, this was after. This was after. Okay. This is why Armand made the deal. Yeah, I mean, getting DJ Moore is fantastic. I mean, wide receiver seven right now. He's the guy. I, I think he's an unquestionable top ten wide receiver in yeah. the league. Um, big for Armand. I you hate getting rid of a guy that you've seen be as explosive as Tank Dell is and getting rid of a piece of this, what could be high-powered Texans offense. Yeah. Um, Elijah Moore was it, – it, he's a depth piece. He's going to be a guy that you, you fly when you're on buys or you have other things going on. So, to me, this is saying Tank Dell in a second for DJ Moore. Uh, I want to say maybe more, you could have gotten more for more. But if Tank really? Dell does prove out to be that kind of elite wide receiver in this offense, it's not bad moving. But, again, you're, you're downgrading two years. Tank Dell's 24. DJ Moore's 26, and DJ Moore's a more proven talent than Tank Dell is. Yeah, but I think also Tank Dell, we've only had one year of like his production because he's a rookie. And he's had a really, really good year um, prior to this injury. And like you said, he is tied to um, CJ Stroud um, in this young, you know, Texans offense. You know, stinks that he broke his leg or his ankle or whatever. Um, but I don't know. I actually, I think it's a fine deal. I think Armand had to make a move. You know, he was definitely in a position where his team was that he needed to, um, you know, he's going for it. He made big deals this year to, you know, Tyree Hill kind of springboarded it and then a few other deals, um, but he needed a replacement and, you know, he wants to win it all. So I kind of respect going for it, but I actually think, you know, the value that Kevin got um, in this deal is actually, I thought kind of a haul for DJ Moore. Um, I think, you know, even in like, I don't, I don't know. I think DJ Moore, I'm not sure he's like a legitimate, like no brainer, like top 12 wide receiver. I think he probably flirts with that. But I also think like Tank Dell is probably going to be like a solid like wide receiver too. And like we constantly kind of see it like really all positions, but especially wide receiver. If you're not like in like that super duper elite tier, um, like there's only a couple of those guys at any point in the season. Um, you know, the Justin Jeffersons, you know, this year, the Tyree Kill types, like there's not huge difference between tiers. So I think for, you know, our, Kevin in this situation, dropping from GJ Moore to Tank Dell, but getting a second 
And Elijah Moore, who I think is a solid starter or flex option, um, I kind of like it for Kevin. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong. All right, let's move on. I take it back. We had a real big blockbuster. This one involved Adam and Steve. And in this one, Adam received Mitchell Trubisky. Pick your jaws up off the floor. And a 2026 fourth-round draft pick that is Steve's. And in return, Steve received uh, from Adam a 2024 fourth-round draft pick that is Armand's. Dan, what are your thoughts on this deal? Um, Sorry, I'm trying to multitask like a motherfucker here. Bayless is hitting me up for some degenerate shit. With it, um, I don't think this trade needs a whole lot of other shit. I mean, this is a flyer for Mitch Trubisky to try and be good with it and kind of live the dream from there. Yeah, I mean, Adam needed a starter um, after losing Kenny Pickett for a few games. So I think at the end of the day, swapping fourths for a quarterback that was going to start, even though it is Mitch, uh, that was a fair price to play. So for Steve, he was in a tight race for 1.1. So shutting points is, is appreciated. Um, so yeah, it's, it's not a sexy trade, but I, I get it for both teams. I think it made sense. And then, all right, moving on to the last deal. We had uh, myself and Kevin got together for a deal, and we swapped second-round draft picks. On uh, this deal, I received Khalil Herbert and my own 2024 second-round draft pick back. And in return, Kevin received uh, Sean Tucker and a 2024 second-round draft pick that is Jerry's, uh, which is penciled in right now for the sixth pick in the second round. My pick will be TBD, depending on playoff results. Uh, Dan, what are your thoughts on this one? I didn't even know who the fuck Sean Tucker was until I actually loaded up this stat page. And, I mean, Lashad White owns this backfield. He's looked exceptionally good. He's been very consistent. RB4 on the year. And that's, I mean, that's super, super consistent. And he's really taken over this this Tampa Bay backfield. Crazy enough, he's almost gotten me a guillotine championship. So I'm going to give him a lot of credit here. Herbert, I I don't know if he's the answer still. It's he hasn't looked great. Snap count's been minimal. I understand he is coming back off the injury, but Deonta Foreman's really kind of taken a little bit of the backfield, then he's lost it. And then you get a guy like Roshan Johnson who's taken a little bit of the backfield, and then he's lost it. I think they're just hoping they find an answer here. And I think you taking you getting Herbert. I I, I like the fact that you get a second. That's that's the piece there. If Herbert works out, fantastic. But I, I don't know if Sean Tucker's going to turn heads with Rasheed White there. Yeah, I don't know if Sean Tucker was really a big piece here. I think it was just the second swap and Herbert that were kind of the key pieces, even from Kevin's side. Um, for me, I'm just betting on Khalil Herbert's talent. Um, I like him as a player. Um, I think he's a pretty talented runner, and um, I'm not saying he's going to be the starter or anything like that, but I think he's just a nice depth piece to have. Um, maybe he looks, you know, get some favorable um, results ahead of him with an injury or something like that, um, and his value kind of upticks. Um, so swapping basically seconds, you know, Jair's pick is going to be the six. We'll see where I end up, anywhere from seven to 12. But um, I don't hate it. Um, getting... You know, Herbert, I think it was a play maybe for the future, um, a cheap running back option. So we'll see. 
I mean, it's 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 a flyer, hundred percent. It's a it's an absolute flyer. All right. Anything else on trades, Dan? Uh, the trade deadline itself wasn't necessarily the most um, exciting, riveting, but we did have a, we've had a lot of big trades this year. Kick started, uh, you know, of course, by Zane and his rebuild, and it kind of continued all season. Um, anything else before we move on? No, I think we're I think we're cruising right along here. Life is good. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. Well, of course, you know, we got to talk about kind of the interesting situation we found uh, ourselves in. I think it was Sunday night um, of week 14. Um, and to just rewind, you know, back down memory lane where we were at. Um, Stefan, at that point, um, or going into the week, Stefan was locked and loaded into the first seed. Um, he was not going to get caught by Adam or anyone else in the division because of his point lead and just being realistic on how that was going to play out. Um, so basically, Stefan wasn't playing for anything. Now, the interesting thing for Stefan that made this week potentially exciting for him is he has a first-round draft pick next year. And that first-round draft pick is Adams. And Adam was in a situation where he was fighting for a playoff spot. Technically, um, only you could catch him, Dan. Um, and basically, the situation for that to play out was, Dan, you had to win two points, and Adam had to lose two points. Um, and you just, by default, kind of had the point lead. Um, so Stefan, midway through the games on Sunday, kind of realized that you had a chance to win. He had hit. And Kevin kind of, and Stefan kind of had the situation where he could thread the needle. He could beat Adam, but also not kind of pass you in points um, if he maybe kind of play some or play some lesser players. Um, and lesser players means he benched Dak Prescott, which he wouldn't normally do. Um, and he did this kind of with the intention of hoping that Adam would lose. Uh, Dan, you would take care of business. And then that means that Adam's pick would go from being anywhere from seven or later, depending on how he did in the playoffs, to all the way up to fourth. And, you know, we haven't talked a ton about this upcoming rookie draft class, but the early, the top picks look pretty, pretty good. And moving up just even a few spots, especially to the top of the draft, like has a lot of value. Um, kind of talked about it a bit already, Dan, but like kind of what was your thought process, you know, from afar? You obviously were in the middle of this because you were competing for the playoffs. Um, and ultimately, we know the end result. DeAndre Hopkins went off on Monday night. Didn't really matter what Stefan did. You were in the playoffs regardless of what he did because of what your team's scoring up, what ended up being. Um, but what was just kind of your thoughts in the moment? Yeah, so I, I think it's interesting to, to think about this because at the end of the day, we all buy in with our money and the intention of getting the return on the investment. Now, when we do that, and we talk about future assets that exist. All of that holds value to a certain extent. And it's the buy-in at that time. And in a game where you have the ability to be strategic with your trades, how you manage your fab, your roster lineup, all that plays into your overall success for the year. And I felt confident coming to this year that said, hey, I'm going to make the playoffs. Yeah, you did. Well, it was a fucking shit show the entire way there. And yeah. Stefan playing a what I think is a very logical, intelligent way of saying, hey, I have this asset that I spent. What's I buy in for this league? 150? Yeah. 125, something like that. Yeah, something like weeks. that. 
saying that, hey, I'm putting this investment in here. And by guaranteeing the fact that I have a 75% chance at the current moment to potentially make money this year. But when I look at next year and saying that I can move up three spots to get a top tier running back, but you could get a Braylon Allen here. You could get a Brock Bowers. You can get big team names that might not be there three picks later. Shaden mm-hmm. Daniels. It, yep. It's a great play. I respect the fact that he, he didn't go bullshit. He didn't say, I'm just going to pull everybody and say, fuck it. Nope. This is, he put players in. Yep. Jaden Reed had a chance to score a touchdown in the last couple minutes of that game, which would have made this very interesting for me. Should DeAndre Hopkins not get that touchdown? Yeah. Big time. And say, this is a different story. Dan, you're out now. Stefan, even when he tried to, to get himself better, wasn't able to. And I don't, the fact that he set a lineup, I think is a classy move. Was it the cleanest lineup? No. But does it have to be every week? No. Because at the end of the day, guess what? He bought in for $125 and said, hey, if this is what fucks my money up, so be it. But this is why when you think about trading assets, it's a long haul. Assets are especially three years out. Yeah. Like, like I, 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 I applaud the effort. And this is from a guy, I'm going to get my fucking shit sloshed in the first round here. I got hashtag foreshadow on the pick him here. I'm, I'm, he moved me back three spots. I would have been at one floor. Now I'm sitting here going, I don't have a shot at Brock Bowers. I don't have a shot at, at, at this. I might see that. I might even see Jaden Daniels at fucking seven. I doubt. And, and it's going through, but I, I respect the fact that you have the mental awareness to say, hey, I can manipulate my lineup, improve my situation for my future, and not hurt my current situation. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, I mean, and this has come up a lot, you know, in chat, and also I get so many people messaging me, and it's basically around the concept of, like, what people are doing like with their teams and kind of their approaches and people not agreeing with it and wanting things think or thinking things should be handled handled a certain way. And what I mean by that is that could be as simple as teams blowing up their rosters and punting and kind of rebuilding through draft picks and, you know, teams not liking that they do that. Or on the flip side, maybe teams that are older and just double, triple or quadrupling down by trading away draft picks to kind of, keep their team alive and get like a piece to help them. Um, even though it maybe doesn't make sense to just punt to first with where their roster's at. Um, and then even this on the flip side, like quote unquote, maybe throwing a matchup or putting a lesser team on the field to ideally get a result that you want. Um, which by the way, I didn't do it, but cause I believe in like fantasy karma, but I kind of thought about maybe trying to like throw my matchup and maybe help Jerry get in. So I could avoid Armand. I was in the position that I was going to be playing Armand or Jerry no matter what. Um, There was nothing that could change that matchup. If Jerry got in, I would play him. Otherwise, I would play Armand. And I thought to myself, like, hmm, like, do I want this? Um, And, you know, I I believe in fantasy karma and, like, it's all a crapshoot. And I don't want to be, like, the reason the, you know, I let someone else in and then they kick my ass. I'd rather just deal with it. Um, But I thought about it. And I think there's a lot of like little situations like that that do pop up from year to year. And especially when you have some other people's draft picks, you know, you do have incentive to have a higher or get a better result. And it's not, you know, I don't know the word like ethics were really tossed around. And I don't think it's really ethics. I think it's just it's not personal. It's business. It's strategy. It's 100 percent a strategic move. 
ethically, he did nothing wrong. He set a lineup, which is what you're expected to do. Yeah. Do you have to put the best lineup out there every single week? No. That's why we determine order by potential points. You can't skip around that. Yeah. Now, yes, when you make the playoffs, it's it's potential points based upon seedings. And so like you lose, okay, now it's where do you where do you fit? Yeah. But he's not saying that he's not doing there. He's intentionally maneuvering a piece to help his situation out. Yes, it hurts somebody else, but ethically that's not wrong. At the end of the day, you got to do what's best for your team. 100%. If that means rebuilding, if that means doing a trade, if that means, you know, not trying to set the best lineup because you want to get a result that will help benefit your team. But at the end of the day, you're still setting a lineup. And that's, you know, me as commissioner in this league, like I want people and teams to like have the freedom to do what they want. And my job is to kind of enforce that. And if you don't agree with that, you know, like tough shit, like maybe this isn't a league for you, um, but I didn't see anything wrong with it. And, you know, the flip side it didn't play out that way, thankfully, but it would have sucked if Adam did miss the playoffs on that. Like, I think we can admit that, you know, it's not fun to like you lose a playoff spot in that scenario. But like at the end of the day, he would have lost a playoff spot because another team didn't take care of the shit that you couldn't do. So it's hard to have too much sympathy in that situation. Yeah, and, and at the end of the day, I mean, again, I love this league. I love talking to everybody. I'm, well, I've never met Adam personally or anything like that. Like, yeah. I want to make sure that, like, I'm the guy that definitely didn't. I benefited at the shop that I can win money. Mm -hmm. Dude, I'm going to a fucking buzzsaw in, well, in this week. An I'm, injured I'm, buzzsaw. It's a, yeah, to an extent, but not as shitty as my buzzsaw is. It's like Nick's got Nick's, Nick's got a dull blade, but at least he has fucking power. I got a fucking saw that I'm fucking going to try and go, like, like, fucking use manually on. Nick still kicks my ass. Um, but, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, you pay money to buy into a league. When you yeah. trade assets that far in advance and it comes to bite you in the ass, you can't be upset. If you're upset about it, don't trade the goddamn asset. That's, it, it's, it's as simple as that. Mm -hmm. It's not yours anymore, so it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, no, it's, it's hard to argue with that. I, you know... And Adam, if you are listening to this, you know, I understand you probably rub you the wrong way, but I hope you can maybe understand the reasoning behind it. And, you know, hopefully we, we see you again in 2024 and beyond. Um, yep. Absolutely. Any, anything else on just kind of this subject and this kind of whole thing before we the conversation that we get to have? Sometimes opinions are controversial. Sometimes opinions, I mean, every opinion is like a fucking asshole. Everybody, they, they all stink and everybody fucking has one. Yeah. But if you can take the ownership and, and say, hey, I got outplayed and it is what it was, cool. But I mean, again, it, it, it's money that we're buying into. I get it. Adam loses out on a chance to make a portion of his buy-in. Yeah. But it's life, brother. And he gets to battle for 25. That's right. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on and let's talk about matchups in week 15. Um, again, every team currently is competing for something. Uh, six teams obviously are competing for a title, but six other teams are competing for an additional draft pick, uh, the 13th pick in the second round um, in the 2024 rookie draft class. So that's, you know, nothing to scoff at. Um, four teams have by um, on the Championship side, we have Sam and Stefan that have secured a buy this week. And congrats, on the, yeah, congrats to you too. 
uh, enjoy watching from the sidelines and watching people struggle. And on the losers uh, side, we, Zane and Steve have a bye. Um, they get to watch uh, the other teams duke it out before, well, they get their chance for to pull off an upset. Congrats um, on being shitty. Yeah, for that one, it's the shitty gets a little bit of a reward, and you know the best team will prevail though from there. So all right, let's jump into the matchups, and we'll start on that loser side. Let's talk about uh, the Kevin and Adam matchup. Let's talk about that. This is, I mean, you got Patty Mahomes on one side. You got Sam Howell on the other. Um, I think when it comes down to it, when you look at straight up firepower, mm-hmm. Mahomes, Eckler, Diggs, Kittle, for sure. You have a questionable Jefferson that's in there. We talked about a Curtis Samuel. Dalton yeah. Schultz, I believe, I think is going to be good to go. I don't know. I still hear questionable rumors about him yeah. with it. But, I mean, Jake Ferguson on the other side, I, I really like. He's been dynamic. Puka Nakua has been great. Sam Howell. I think there's just too much too much gas on Adam's side, and I think Adam is going to take this matchup. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I think Adam does have the gas, but we've kind of seen the last month, month and a half, that the gas isn't too potent nowadays. Um, And when I look at, you know, of course they're all capable of going off. You know, Mahomes, you know, Eckler, Diggs. Jefferson Kittle, but it just it hasn't been the case. Um, and I think Kevin's just got outside of his running backs, Kevin's team is got some pretty explosive guys. Um, I think the quarterbacks are a little bit underrated um, and underprojected in this upcoming matchup with Stafford and Hal going up against each other. But I'm going to take Kevin. I think in the upset here. Ooh, yeah, I just saucy. I think Adam's team is just it hasn't been the greatest of late. Um, unfortunately, and I don't know if they're going to bounce back. So give me Kevin in the upset. I love it. I like when we pick differently. We have, oh, yeah. it's good. It's good banter. And right now we're we're tied. Forty-eight and twelve. Forty-eight right. and twelve. So all we're right. gonna at least have a difference. Well, potentially. Um, all right, let's move on to the other matchup. And this one maybe it won't be as cl- as close. Jer's taking on Chris. Um, this is pretty easy, right? Yeah, Stroud with the questionable tag. Jamar Tase is also questionable. But there's Brock Purdy, Derrick Henry, Pollard, Waddle, and St. Brown on the other side. That's more than enough to take care of business for Jerry. It's got to be Jerry. Uh, Jerry is, for the record, the clear fifth-best team in the league. Um, it's unfortunate he's not in the playoffs, but you know we knew we knew the bloodbath that that division was going to be. Um, and Jerry... He's the guy that gets wounded because of it. Yep, but he's going to be the odds-on favorite to get the, the 25th pick, and it starts this week, and I think he'll handle it taking care of Chris. All right, hashtag four channel, I would agree. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the playoff or the championship bracket. And, Dan, we're going to start with your matchup. You were going up against Ruth this week, um, and while Nick is clearly the favorite, he does have some injuries that he's dealing with. 
Uh, Kelsey and her, or excuse me, Herbert and Allen are out for the, the yep. this week. I don't, Herbert, in this case, the rest of the season, Allen, we'll see. So Nick's down two of his big guys, but, you know, he's got depth that he's traded for and he has. Um, I think Jacobs is the only other kind of questionable guy on his side. Um, for you, Dan, it, it's Brees Hall. I thought I saw something, but it he's, seems like he's, he's going to go. He's got a questionable tag on it, but everything, he's just limited. It's yeah. It's 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 a precaution because he's the 60 percent of snaps went hard and heavy for over 120 yards. So yeah, it's a it's a precaution. Yeah, I mean, I guess before we jump to the matchups, the one thing that kind of confused me is, did you like fall asleep at the wheel and forget to bid on Easton Stick or Nick Mullins? No, or you just believe Gus Edwards is the man. In all fairness, I completely yeah. forgot that the teams eliminated had stock in the game. And when I bid on these guys, I expected to just bid against the top six. I literally had a message typed out to you that was like, hey, what the fuck is with this bullshit? And I was like, oh, you dumb motherfucker. Yeah. These guys, these guys that had Fab did it. And I lost both bids. I bid 11 on stick and I bid 35 on Mullins. Yeah. It might have been helpful. You know, we've seen Edwards go off, so who knows? But yeah. might have been helpful to have that quarterback. But anyways, um, going back to the matchup, you're obviously not the favorite, but can you make this competitive? Can you make Nick no. squirm? Nope. No chance. Mr. Kyle. No, I mean, giving himself for, no as chance. Much, for as much as I have QB1 yep. in the league, for as much as Brees Hall has been great, Pittman, I think, is is has been nothing shy of spectacular. Um the depth that that Nick has is just too much gas for me starting a guy like Miles Sanders, Gus Edwards. It's just yeah. my tight end position is a dumpster fire. Like it is what it is. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think the only thing that I kind of when I look at your lineup and consider other options, uh, there's two. Uh, one's going to be obvious. The other one, I don't know, maybe not. Uh, first, obviously, depending on what happens with Brian Robinson. I think if he's out, obviously Gibson has to get in the lineup. And even if he isn't out, I think I might start him over Sanders or Edwards. Um, I, I, you're not wrong. And then I think the other guy is Wandale Robinson. We kind of see him show a little bit of something, you know, last week and kind of at various spots in the year. Um, I think you need a Hail Mary this week. And I, yep. I mean, I, I definitely like him over Sanders. I, I guess Edwards could you know, we've seen him kind of just have the three bogus t- garbage touchdowns. So maybe you stick with that. But those are the two that I would maybe consider swapping from your side. Yeah, I, you're not wrong. Yeah. And I think um, when we look at Nick's team, I mean, I really can't argue with how his lineup is set. Um, the only one I would maybe consider. Sw- well, I guess the thing to watch is just Josh Jacobs. Um, if he doesn't go, you know, I you know, where does he go on the backside? Maybe Isaiah Likely you roll the dice with, or, you know, Kyle Pitts is kind of a bold choice, or Thielen hasn't been too hot. Um, Kenneth Walker, we'll see. He's another one that could be questionable, but um, it's not great if Jacobs is rolled out. That would maybe help you a little bit. Oh, yeah. Hey, just to be this guy, because I know you, you'll you appreciate this. So I told yeah. you, like, hey, I'm sorry, I got distracted. Man, let's tag you in some shit. Yeah. Um, I bought another mini helmet. Oh, gosh. I, I bought a spot to win it. I just hit Rob Gronkowski. Oh. 
Uh, it's a sign on Tampa Bay, so it kind of. It's, I wish it was New England, but it's a Gronk signature nonetheless. Fucking awesome. Okay, sorry. So you, I you, said you, you said you were out, and he pulled Ooh. you back in. Yeah, pull me back in. Well, Bayless tagged me. Like Bayless is Bayless is bad for my bad lifestyles. Your habits. I've had a drink or two, and Uncle Tito yeah. stepped up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well. Dan, as much as I would love your fairy tale story to continue, it's I fucking think, done. I think Nick is taking care of business this week. It's a turducken. Put it in the oven. My goose is cooked. You're not gonna pick yourself nope. in the playoffs. Nope. I'm gonna put the 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 bad karma juju like voodoo magic on Nick. Like we'll, that that's where not picking yourself is the the ultimate play there. All right. Okay. I'm just saying. I no, I respect it. I. Kind of do the same thing. Um, all right, let's move on then to the final matchup, and that is going to be my matchup versus Armand. Uh, Dan, great how do you see matchup. This? Great matchup. Yeah. Uh, I mean, let's let's. I mean, Lamar Jackson has been absolutely electric. QB four on the year. Mm-hmm. He's going up against Jacksonville. It's I I I, like, I don't mind the matchup. Two on the other side. If he has Tyreek, which I think he will. I think yep. it was just a, an ankle piece, not really looking too much into it. Um, Russell's been great. He does have a tough sled against Denver, so you, you, you're you there. But Murray's got the tougher sled against San Francisco, so I think he's – like, I think that's the right play. Kyron like Williams – oh, you do like Russell? Right. He's got yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kyron Williams has Washington, which is very gettable, and Kyron Williams is – been the Sean McVay back. Yeah, for sure. He's been awesome. Fuck Taysom Hill. <laughs> I on principle, and this is nothing not like against anything. Man. I I do I hate the fact that he has to be the starter. And yes, if Waller's healthy, I get the Waller play. Yeah. Danny DeVito with his fucking his parents doing the chicken cutlets and everything, like oh. I electric. Danny Dimes is going to lose his job to an Italian that lives with his parents. I love it. Um, but you can't start Kasicki. Tanner Hudson is an interesting piece, maybe. Yep. But I get why you're starting Taysom Hill. But fuck Taysom Hill. It's, it's simple. That's it. That's what it is. Okay. I respect it. Fuck Taysom Hill. Yeah, and we'll see Taysom Hill. It seems like he's questionable, so I don't know if he's going to play this week. Um, backups, it's probably Hudson, I guess, is maybe the guy, or yep. Hunter Henry. Um, so I we'll think I see. mean Hudson. Browning's, okay. Browning's shown that he can he can at least distribute the ball. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I think that, that, that we can go the other way there. I don't trust Bailey Zappi. Yeah, I mean, he obviously was great last week, but who knows if that was just a fluke or if he can kind of continue being feisty on this offense. Um, So, yeah, I think you kind of nailed everything with Armand's team. Um, Switching over to my team, how how do you view this one? I hate that you have to run Devontae Adams out there on a short week with a questionable tag. It is against the Chargers, so it is a no-connell. Jerome Ford has a decent matchup against the Bears. Olave is a great matchup. I love San Francisco in Arizona. Love how gettable that is. Um, the Calvin Ridley, which Calvin Ridley are we going to see is my question. Yeah. 
it's 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 just bipolar. He has weeks where he's 20, 30, 7, 9. Like it's tough there. Not having Mark Andrews for you is that's just fun. a killer. And yeah. Joku is kind of the, the he's the one I yeah. He's the one I've been debating. Um him, Ridley, and Warren probably are the three guys um that I just I, I go back and forth on. Um yeah. right now I've I've obviously gotten the Joku out, but Flacco seems to like him. Um so I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'll maybe I'll have a swap before the games come. In in twenty twenty three in December, where you get to say Joe Flacco likes him. Mm-hmm. No way you would have bet on that five, seven years ago. I can't wait for Stefan to start him next week. It's gonna yep, be glorious. That's, that's gonna be the electric fun play. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I'll give Flacco credit. He's looked great. He's looked absolutely yeah. spectacular. Yeah, he's slinging in it. I mean, that's kudos to that Browns, you know, team. They've been doing well. Um but yeah, I mean going back to the matchup, I mean the projections have this razor thin um Armand's team on paper has, you know, obviously scored more points than me. Um, I got a little bit more favorable schedule, so I'm a game ahead of him there. But, I mean, these are two very evenly matched teams. Um, you know, it's not really a cop-out, but I am picking Armand just because Kyron Williams, I think, is poised for a fantasy playoff superstar run. And the Dolphins just scare me, so, you know, even though it's a really tough matchup against the Jets, I just think Tua and Tyreek, like that connection has just been on. And we've rarely seen Tua have, you know, back-to-back bad weeks. And spoiler alert, he was not great against Tennessee. So I think, you know, him and, you know, Tyreek are really going to rebound against the division rival Jets. And, you know, sadly, I, I'm not looking forward to watching that unfold. So you're taking... I'm taking Armand. I, unfortunately, I think my time's coming to an end. Um, I think, unfortunately, my injuries, you know, not having, you know, Mark Andrews and just some kind of like not fun matchups. Um, like you said, I mean, Devontae Adams has just been a killer um, with that, that Raiders team and Aiden O'Connell or who knows, they might not even start Aiden O'Connell. Apparently, you know, it might be the fucking Hoyer destroyer or back to Jimmy G. Um, it, which is a shame because I think if I am going to beat Armand, I do need Adams to have a vintage performance, which he is capable of. So maybe it can happen Thursday night. We'll see. Um, but again, it's Thursday night. And as listeners know, Dan does not like Thursday night. I don't. So, I don't, so it's not great. Dan, how so, do you see this one playing out? So are you, uh, do you watch game day? Uh, NFL game day? Yeah. No, college game day. Oh, yeah. McAfee, yeah. like, and all that. So, yeah, last week was Pat McAfee going, who's that coming down the tracks? And went through the whole, like, it's the mean machine in the red and black. Mm-hmm. And, like, he goes he goes to the entire Georgia song. Okay. And then he pauses for a second as the Georgia fans are fucking screaming their lungs out. And McAfee goes, give me Alabama. Roll Tide, yeah. Roll Tide. I'm going to pick you. Oh. Interesting. I, I, I agree with a lot of what you said. Yeah. I'm every instinct, and it could be because we spend time here. 
talking. The most I've met Armand is with the fact that he's eaten a hot pepper before. I'm going to roll with the bro. I'm going to roll with the guy I do the podcast every week with. I'm going to give him the confidence, the flair, the woo that he needs to get through this matchup. Get I don't know. Weird. This is this is coming I, from I the man. Realize, I, I officially realize I'm Pat McAfee on this show. Holy oh, shit. My yeah. life's come full circle. It's but this is coming. This is coming from the man that could not fathom a world where Tyree Kill was worth two first-round draft picks. So I feel like You're completely there's, wrong. There's completely a, wrong. There's a jinx here that's happening. The damn jinx, and Tyree Kill is going to go for like 40 points this weekend. So you want to know the the irony in that? No, but sure. I could, I could see the fact that I bashed it coming against me in a guillotine league where I'm the one of the last three teams. We have Tyreek Hill. Oh, so tables have turned. It has. And I got him with pick two. Mm -hmm. It was absolutely spectacular. Um, He's carried me every single week with it. Um, I have to survive one week with Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, Tyreek Hill. Like, I have an amazing lineup, but not having Tyreek Hill with a Jonathan Taylor injury could sink my ship. Just saying. Well, I appreciate the pick. I unfortunately, I'm not feeling optimistic, but we got Saturday I, games this week. Yeah, we, we got, got Thursday games. Game. We got a Thursday night game, three Saturday games. We got, of course, Sunday games, and then we have Monday night football. I mean, a widespread of games. It looks like there's no Monday night game in this matchup presently. So we're gonna know the winner of this one by Sunday night. Godspeed and good luck, boys. What a welcome to fucking what are we year four now? This is or five. Five. This is the year fifth five. year. Yeah. Damn. So had, what it went Stefan one year one. Yep. And I believe Zane. And then Stefan again. And then Sam last year. So Sam or is is someone enjoying like the new, you know, the championship reign of honor? Or is Sam and Stefan, two teams with buys, gonna just kind of maintain exclusivity with them and Zane. And it's crazy to think that Sam could tie Stefan for the most amount of championships in this league with it, where three teams in five years have claimed the championship. Kudos to you guys for the way you've handled your dynasty franchise. I mean, yeah. Sam, not necessarily yet. Stefan, you you get the kudos. Um, but this is the road to glory. And for the bottom half, this is the road to 25. The road to 25. Good luck, everyone. Um, except for you, Armand. I don't wish you good luck, but we'll be back next week. Peace.